The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll free at 800-764-4150. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Welcome to the Fun Dungeon. O'Brien and Doug. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. Where dreams come true. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. Welcome to another O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm O'Brien. I am O'Brien too. No, you're not. <laughs> back to the uh, back, back to the the realm of the absurd, right? Since last week's podcast was was very somber and well, it was, you know, and it was, and I, I really, I, I think, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed doing it because yeah, I did we, too. we just got to. Basically, talk about one of our heroes growing up. Yeah, we're talking, of course, about Eddie Van Halen. We did a tribute last week uh, with uh, Josh Kovach, our guitar player, uh, and it was it was it was good. I'm I'm not going to say I'm over it because it's still. I mean, you've been listening to the Van Halen tribute channel on Sirius all week, and I oh, yeah. I have to yeah. you know it's, it's fantastic. I've been hearing stuff that um, number one I can't identify. Right, because they'd probably they, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube actually. Yeah, I, I think that's where they're getting it. Yeah, because it's not coming up as it's this song. Right, but they've been playing stuff on Van Halen three. Right, <laughs> which I kind of cringe a little bit, but some of it is kind of cool. Well, it's no, yeah, they've been playing some some good stuff. There's there's some good songs on Van Halen three. Yeah, that just I mean it it just didn't work. No, and for whatever reason, I don't right. understand it because Gary Sharon, on his own, is a great singer. Right. And then you have the almighty Van Halen. Right. I mean, it's sh- and on paper, this should work, but so should communism. So, <laughs> that I think that's the problem. <laughs> Van Halen 3 equals communism. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is the podcast quote of the day. <laughs> Hey, don't forget to follow us on all your favorite social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're gonna we're trying to build up those subscribers on our YouTube channel. I want to talk about two things, actually. All right. Uh, and the first thing is, because we are just talking about Van Halen and our tribute uh, to him last week, and actually, I'm, I'm sitting around the table at supper time tonight, and I'm like, hmm, what can we talk about on the podcast tonight? And my wife, of all people... Well, this ought to be good. Yeah, she came up. She came up with the. uh, She came up with a theme. I got to give credit where credit is due. She's like, because you know, you just Eddie Van Halen just died, right? How about artists or bands that you want to see before they die? Oh, that's good, isn't it? That's good. I thought I was like, honey, that's really good. I got (laughs) right. She gets a gold star. She's been living with me way too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll do that, and I, I've got another thing. I, maybe we can slip into that, and we'll do the the Comic Crossing song of the day, and the Wall of Tunes. Back to yes. the old uh, the old format. Yes. So, I mean, right off the top of your head, is there an artist that you haven't seen that you really want to see before they die? Um. I shouldn't sit. That sounds morbid. Yeah, this is a little before morbid. They, before, before they can't perform anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. They can't do it anymore. Right. Uh, let's see. I I would like to see Megadeth. 
I have never seen Megadeth. Play. They were just in Bangor like two two years ago. Yeah, I think. yeah. And I, you know, of course, I couldn't go. So yeah. But I would like to see Megadeth. I've never seen Megadeth. I've seen Metallica. I've seen Anthrax. I have no desire to see Slayer. Right. You know, the big four of thrash metal. Yep. So I would like to see Megadeth because I've I've always been a big fan of Megadeth. You that know, could happen. You know, since you know, uh, uh, what was it, the Rest in Peace album? Rest in Peace. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, and but that's 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 more likely to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dave Mustaine is. I think he had another bout with cancer. Yeah, just recently, but I think he beat it again. Yeah, I think so. Or it's in remission or whatever it's going on with him. But yeah. I would, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, he goes through uh, drummers like right. uh, Spinal Tap. I was but, just gonna say it's almost like Spinal you know, Tap. So, but you know, it's him and Dave Elson. You know, they're pretty much solid, and then right. they just get some random guitar player, and then. You got made that. It'd be kind of neat to have Marty Friedman back in there for a little while. I would while. love to have Marty Wouldn't Friedman. Wouldn't it be cool? That guy was amazing. Oh, yeah. What a shredder. Still dude. is. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spends most of his time in Japan, I think. Well, you know, yeah. Japan's a nice place. No, it is. So. Uh, my turn. Go. Um, I got to go Clapton. Oh, because, I never even thought of that. Well, yeah, Clap- that's Clapton, cool. and you know, arguably, Clapton has mellowed a lot in the past, you know, five, ten years. Well, he is 8,000 years old. I know. And he also has this, uh, some sort of neuropathy in his hands or something. Oh, really? I yeah. So that. he's got, he's got like a nerve problem with his hands. So he only plays a uh, select number of shows, but he is playing shows still. Not so good. there is a, still a chance that, I mean, if he does, he, if he comes to America um, to do a show, that uh, of course, I mean the tickets will probably be outlandish because oh, he's only doing so many shows. Yeah, but would be I would love to see Clapton. He's on my I think you'd list. have to sell your house. I think I probably would too. But it would be worth it. It would be worth it. You can live in your car, right? We're gonna see Clapton, but we're gonna live in the car from now on. Everyone's already okay with it. All right, all right, okay. See you later. All right, you got another one? Yeah, I got. Uh, well, speaking of people that. Had trouble with their hands. I'd like to see Phil Collins. Yeah, I would like to see. Phil well, you Collins. know the uh, they're doing a Genesis reunion next year. Just the three. The, the, yeah, the three. you'd rather see Phil. Collins. I'd rather just see Phil Collins. I'm yeah. not. I've never been a Genesis fan. Do you think that on a Genesis concert they would play some Phil Collins, or do you think that they would? I uh, is um, Peter Gabriel. No, in? no. Oh well, then yeah, they might. Yeah, I think if Peter Gabriel there, if if Peter Gabriel was part of it. Um, they'd have to play like Peter Gabriel songs from Genesis or or Peter Gabriel solo solo, right? But I don't think they would do Phil Collins solo. Maybe I, they, I don't know. Maybe think, they would. I think they would. You know, maybe. I think if 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 they got Peter Gabriel back and they and they, well, for one thing, my thought is if they got either of them back, they wouldn't do any solo stuff. Just, they just they, do. They would just Genesis. do Genesis stuff. Yeah, but possible. they could because I mean. Even if it was just Phil Collins, you got Phil Collins with Genesis, which they had a slew. Yeah, you got Phil Collins solo. You also got Mike and the Mechanics. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, because that would be cool. Of course, he wasn't the sing- Mike wasn't the singer in Mike and the Mechanics, but still, still, it'd still be cool to but see. Wouldn't it be cool to have? That would be a great show. Genesis with Phil Collins and his solo stuff, Mike Rutherford and his and Mike and the Mechanics, Peter Gabriel. And his solo stuff, and yeah. then all. Gen- what well, that'd be like? That'd- that would be like a four-hour show. That would be like what Van Halen should have done. Yes, where they have Sammy and Roth, and just just make the fans happy. Yeah, you know, I, don't, you know, I one, wish they could have made that happen, one big family. Yeah, man. that would have been cool. That would have yeah. been very cool. Um, so I've got another one. Okay, go. Mark Knopfler. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. That would be a great show. Mark Knopfler, of course, he, he it wouldn't be a Dire Straits because Dire Straits is done. I think he said that that, that put the nail in that coffin. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's I too th- bad. I think so. Uh, but uh, Mark Knopfler is my favorite guitar player. And that's true. That's I would, uh, I really, really would like to see him live. I don't know why. Uh, just, just to say that I, I have, and yeah, because I love his music. Uh, he just kind of basically stands there. It's not much of a show. Well, he's never been like no. the, the the front man rock star. Oh uh, well, in the early days of <clears throat> Dire Straits, he bounced all around the stage. Uh, yeah, but it was it was it was still kind of tame compared to you know any you know, a lot of other frontmen. Yep. So you got another one. Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, I think that was probably my next one. I would love to see. I everybody's like, oh, you want to see Ringo? Not really. I wouldn't mind seeing Ringo's All Star Band because Ringo's yeah. All Star Band includes Steve Lukather. Yeah, yeah, but it's just yeah. Ringo. That's it's a, Ringo has always just been to me. Ringo is Ringo. Yeah, he he was the drummer of the Beatles. He kind of. You know, he made. Uh, Although he did have quite a few solo hits, he did. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking it away from him. Yeah, none, none of that. But McCartney was the guy. Yeah, you know, and he still is the guy for me in the Beatles. Yeah, because um, I can't even really, as far as influences go, I Ringo to me is kind of middle. Oh sure, he's down there. Yeah, he's not up there. Yeah, he's, he's kind of down there. Yeah, he was never a really big part. But McCartney was like, Bah. Well, McCartney played drums on a lot of those Beatles songs. Yeah, he did. He played drums on the uh, uh, the one that we do, Ballad of John and Yoko. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. actually, it was just him and John. He yeah. pretty much they just played everything. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would like to see Paul McCartney before. Have you ever seen? Um, uh, I think it's called Back in the USA. It's oh, a, it's a concert film. Was it right after nine eleven? It. M- uh, it may have been. Uh, yeah, well, was it, Abe Labarial yes. Jr. playing drums? Yes. For him? Oh, yes. Love that guy. Oh, yeah. He is like my hero. Yeah. I mean, and I have I have one concert, uh, McCartney concert. I think it's, but I borrowed uh, back in the USA from an old lead singer from another band I was in, and I watched that thing. I don't know how many times because I got, if it's the one I got, I'm thinking of. It's really. really I got good. goosebumps yeah. every single time. Billy Joel was in the audience. Yes, yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking. I mean, of, yeah. and of course, Billy Joel among many the, of of celebrities and rock stars and stuff that were in the audience, and they were very emotional while they're watching the show because yeah, it's can, like, how can, how can uh, you not be? Because I you're know. you're looking at rock history. That's living rock history. Yeah. When you watch McCartney. Speaking of speaking of emotional. I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast or not, but there was that just made me think of this uh, DVD that I have. And I was trying to explain to my wife. It's weird, you know, trying to explain things to your wife who's not a musician and 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 really not um, you know, I'll be like, "Who's your favorite uh, artist?" You. <laughs> you know, I mean <laughs> She's she's really not a music person. Yeah. And she I mean, she likes what she likes, but she's not like hung up on anything like we are. Um but there, I have a, a DVD, and I, maybe, maybe I've talked to you about this before. Uh, concert for George. Uh, it's a. It was a tribute concert to George Harrison. Oh right, yes. yes. And it had like uh, Jeff Lynne, and it had Clapton, and it, and and a bunch of other people that were close. Danny Harrison, obviously George's mm-hmm. son. Yep. And Paul McCartney came out and started playing something, the song something. Yep. Uh, on a ukulele. Really. And. He, he says that this is, we used to sit around uh, with with our, you know, like a campfire or whatever, and we'd just start playing. 
ukuleles, and I'd like to send this one out to George. So he starts singing, something in the way she moves. Just him and a ukulele, right? It really was like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow. And wow, my, yeah. My that wife, would be, yeah. Well, no, because he starts with a ukulele, and he does like the first verse or whatever, and the first chorus, and then the full band comes in. And they go into the next verse. Oh. Eric Clapton and Paul McCartney are harmonizing. Wow. And it's, I mean, it's intense because of the, because of the history, right? Well, yeah, I was just, I was just going back with my mind thinking about Clapton playing for George Harrison, considering you know, ah, oh, sorry, I stole your wife. Oh, they were, <laughs> you know? they were best friends. Yeah. I mean, they were best friends even after that. You know, that's so weird. To it me. is, it is weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. Oh, you stole her, huh? Well, well, uh, I've had it. <laughs> you can have her. Bye. <laughs> I'll just find a new one. Right. I'll see you later. Right, but I mean. I, just the history, just like in that one second, and there was, there was like a, a balcony of people, and they were looking down on the concert, and, and there was a camera that was looking down behind. I'll show it to you. Um, it was just, just that point. I was just like, I got goosebumps, mm. and I was just like, wow. And my wife was like, what, what, what is the problem? Let me rewind it. <laughs> Let me rewind and watch it again. And she doesn't understand. And there's a lot of people that don't understand. Yeah, there's but- a lot of people that listen to music as a passing thing yeah and then there's people like pisses us me that, off i know <laughs> I, I i don't get it you know you know people just like oh I kinda like, i'm like what yeah <laughs> like, how do and you know how do you I, live like this i find the younger they are that's the way it is because and that's actually that's what what leads me into this next thing see we we didn't even plan this wow, kind of good it man. dovetails good. so i was watching but i would like to throw billy joel into the mix oh yes absolutely so. yes uh billy joel is on my list as well paul mccartney billy joel billy joel man those guys well vince gill too for me okay i gotta see vince gill sure um anybody else for you real quick uh no okay all right so uh as we move Ever so nicely into this next thing, I was watching a um, a thing online, songs from the cellar. It's a country singer named Phil Vassar. He hosts. A, a, oh, I've heard of Phil Vassar. Yeah, he yeah. he hosts a a video series, uh, where he has all these uh, friends of his, songwriter friends, come in and they sing their hit songs that were hits, big hits for other people. So it's like uh, Daryl's house, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a little bit lower tech, uh, not a full band, just mm. just Phil on piano and whoever is with him. So this guy was with him named Craig Wiseman, okay. who's a uh, kind of a legendary songwriter in Nashville. He's written hits for everybody. I don't want to tell you who uh, his uh, discovery was and who he's making a boatload of money off of because it'll make you puke. Uh, Florida Georgia Line. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he's responsible for a lot of other great songs. And, and <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't completely suck. <laughs> So anyway, uh, he was. They were talking about this. Uh, they were gonna. They were getting ready to do the song that he wrote for Tim McGraw, and he, they start talking about the way the music industry is now, and Spotify, and and just the way people listen to music now, which is what I was talking about. How most people that are younger, that are below maybe even thirty, that's how they listen to music. It's just in the background or in passing, or they're they're not like. And, and I'm speaking in generalizations, of course, but right, right. but a lot of them, it seems, um, it's it's not they're not invested in the artist anymore, and that become that's because of the way they consume music these days. You know, they don't they don't they don't talk about albums anymore. 
Right. They talk about singles, you know, and oh, I like that song from so-and-so, but I'm not going to go buy the album. I'm going to buy the single. Do you know well, what I mean? A lot of them don't even understand the concept of albums anymore. I know. Well, that's and that's what this guy was talking <sighs> about. He was saying that the way it's going, and there's actually talk, up, there's like discussions about... Um, because of the way people listen to music, getting rid of genres. So like, and I don't think it would completely work. No. Because someone who's listening to, uh, someone who's listening to um, Florida Georgia Line, and then you put on Metallica, well, actually that might work. But Florida Georgia Line and Slayer, probably not. <laughs> probably not going to work. You know, depending on what song. <laughs> You know, bit, and now rain in blood. Right. <laughs> right. But but he's, he was talking about how um, people listen to music because they like the song. Right. They don't listen to it because they like country music or because they like rock music. They, they hear a song and they like the song. And he thought it was a great thing. You know, people could just write songs. But I don't know that. What do you think of that? I don't. That's it's. It's a very foreign concept to me. Well, because of the way we grew up. Right. Yeah. You didn't you didn't listen I mean, songs were on the radio, but there was an album. Right. You know, eventually I mean, I know it didn't start off that way. It was just it was actually started off, you know, people would write singles. Right, yeah. Forty fives, yeah. Yeah, forty fives, and then they would put them together, you know, for an album. Right. Basically. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until the Beatles came along. I th- I think it was the Beatles that they started making albums. Album well, for, you know, like well, I mean, like, Meet the Beatles was, like, all their singles. Singles, yep. You know, but eventually they started writing, you know, albums. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, and they put started putting them together in some, a lot of times, especially in the 70s, there was a theme. Yeah. You know. Concept they, album. Concept album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of concept albums. Yeah. I think Kiss had one. I mean. Oh, yeah. But would you play, I mean, I don't like genres, but I know what I like. Right. So you couldn't have a radio station that did that. No. You couldn't have a radio station that played um, uh, Garth Brooks and then went straight into, um, I don't know, uh, Flogging Molly. Could you? Well, you might, maybe you could. Maybe you could because they're very similar. I mean, that, that Flogging Molly is kind of, it's Celtic punk. How about, how about, um, how about. Let's but you couldn't see. go, you couldn't go Garth Brooks and then Mudvayne. Right, you know what I mean. That would just be. Like, could you go? You know? But you could go, because of the way music is these days. You could go from '90s country Faith Hill into Katy Perry. Yeah, you could do that. Right, you could do that. I mean, uh, and I think, I, th- I think it's been naturally going that way because if you listen to like a lot of the country music that's on the country radio right now, <laughs> it's not country music. Yeah, it's it's some weird. Southern rock pop. Well, Southern rock, but there's also like, there's like hip hop beats in there, you know? And oh yeah, they're not, I don't even. But see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no drums they're like to speak of. It's just getting rid of beats. genres. And I don't know if it's a, a concerted effort to get rid of genres or if it's just kind of going that way naturally. Well, it may be just the music industry just kind of circling the wagons because it's dying. <laughs> well, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they're just like, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> It's not working anymore. Let's all just, 
get together and we'll make albums and you do your thing, you do your thing, you do your thing, you do your thing, and we'll just put it out there. And we'll just throw it at a wall and see what sticks. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's what's happening. I mean, you know, the only, I mean, you don't make money anymore from your songs. No. You make your money from touring. Touring, yep. From merch, so from it's a, so it's down, about, you know, it's yeah. it's more about getting your name out there than it is about the actual music. Yeah, and then the music is secondary. Yeah, you know, it's the person. Yeah, you know, you you know, they're trying, and, and it, I mean, now you can you can make an we could we could make an album right now mm-hmm. sitting here. We could make an album. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what people are doing. True. They don't, it's not necessarily they have talent, but they can put things together on a p- computer. And, you know, I, I got a friggin' app on my phone that makes hip hop beats. Right. And it's fun to do. Really, it is. It's, it's kind of fun for me. Yeah. To put together, you know, because you can add the, the, it is, the, the it beat is fun, and the bass and stuff like that. But now people are doing it and they're putting lyrics to it. And then it's like, well, I'm a musician. No, you're not. Well, my 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 middle schooler said that the other day. Well, actually, he didn't say it, but he they like to work play on GarageBand and stuff, mm-hmm. and they put together these loops. Yeah. That are uh, manufactured by someone, and they're put in GarageBand, and so they put the beat the the beat down, and then they put a bass down, and then they put a guitar loop down, right? And they, they Dad, I wrote a song. No, you didn't. No, no, you didn't, you didn't write that. <laughs> you didn't write that. That's, you didn't come up with that baseline. That's somebody else's riff. Yeah. You know, you didn't. You what, what are the what are the notes in that baseline? Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're yeah. not so smart. I was. Well, I had <laughs> go I, back to Minecraft. <laughs> in the '50s and '60s, when rock and roll came about, Bill Haley and the Comets and all that stuff. Right. Uh, Chuck Berry, they were playing their instruments, yeah. and the bands that were backing them were playing their instruments. They learned how to play. They learned how to read music, and they played their instruments. Sixties, you know, the Wrecking Crew. I mean, these people were amazing musicians, mm. and and the bands that that played uh, concert tours were they they played their music through the seventies. They played their music. Uh, technology started to catch up with it. In the seventies, you had the advent of like the synthesizer. Mm-hmm. So you have Emerson, Lake, and Palmer synthesizer. Still amazing. They can play their instruments, and they can make, but they can make really cool sounds right. with the synthesizer. And then late seventies, early eighties, you get into uh, new wave. Yeah. Okay. More synthesizers, and then the drums are slowly turning electronic. They can still play their instruments, but they're electronic sounding. So yeah. you're pl- you're playing, electric- but there's also that was also the inv- uh, 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 the invent of the uh, uh, the drum machine too in the mid to <clears throat> mid eighties, right? Yeah. Something like that. So so what I'm saying is the the music started to go electronic. So they were playing their instruments, synthesizers, drums, actually playing them. They were electric drums, right? Right. And then you had the drum machine, and then you had things, and then computers came. And then the late 80s, early 90s, my timing is probably off, but you could make songs with a computer. And then nobody's looked back ever since. And then, and so yeah. the playing, and this is, again, a sweeping generalization. It's just an observation. Right. But the playing of the instrument wasn't as important. Yeah. Because you could put sounds together and make a song with with loops and with a computer you don't actually have to play your instrument no no it's, and it's so not necessary the music kind of lost its soul in my opinion 
Um, and and again, I mean, there are there are ex- many exceptions because there's a lot of great music happening today. We just don't hear it, <laughs> and that's the unfortunate thing. Because and unfortunately, they're not you know they're not going to get heard. Speaking of um, uh, music, that's um, uh, you're never going to hear. Let's do the Comic Crossing <laughs> <laughs> song <Yes>. of the week. <laughs> None of it's done on computer. <laughs> Because we didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the Comic Crossing song of the week. Uh, actually, you know, we should get a sponsor for this segment. We should yeah. get a sponsor for this segment, the Comic Crossing song of the week. We should get a sponsor for the Wall of Tunes. Yeah. So, if you are interested, well, actually, we should get another sponsor for the podcast. We, our, our sponsor, <laughs> which we love, Why Did Ford Auto and Truck Center in uh, Presque Isle, uh, has been sponsoring this podcast for, I don't know, six months, something like that. And, yeah. And and hopefully they're going to continue to do that. But if you'd like to be a part of the podcast, if you'd like to sponsor any any segment of the show or the podcast in general, uh, just send us an email at O'Brienanddoug at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook and uh, we can make it happen. The reasonable rates, I think. Yeah, we're a couple about. bucks. Yeah, a couple bucks. Literally, a couple yeah, bucks. Yeah, a couple bucks. Yeah. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, it's... it's it, we do four, you know, we do four podcasts a month. Yeah. You pay a buck a podcast. Sure. Four bucks a month. Right. I think you can handle and that. And we just hit uh, a thousand downloads in six months. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, people are listening. They are. You're out there. People will hear it. They will, They. you know, when, you know, like, feel the dreams. If they hear it, they will come. <laughs> or, they'll, and they'll show up your place. They'll be like, hey, I was listening to O'Brien and Doug. And they talked uh, about you. And, and they talked about you and, uh, you know. Yeah. And we'd be like, yeah, we did that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations. You have a new customer because of us. So, yeah, hit us up if you'd like to be become a sponsor of the show. So, uh, Common Crossing Song of the Week. Right. Uh, you have one? No. <sighs> Must think of one. Must think of one. Okay. Uh, let's see. I like to do the old ones because I like to bring them back. I like to yeah. resurrect them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Even though they're horribly done. That's the beauty of Part it, of the I charm. think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, it was a couple of 20-something guys, yeah. you know, making music in in a living room or a basement or an attic, wherever we happen to have space. With a four-track With a four-track four record machine. Record. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, now compared to nowadays, that's like us with, you know, you know making fire with rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got distracted. I saw that. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I I, I do have one. Okay, <clears throat> well, that's interesting. How you you your reaction there? So let's let's go. Uh, was it on the 2010? No, it wasn't. No, was it on Burning Daylight? Yes, Burning Daylight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have to think about what's on Burning Daylight. Um, is it upbeat? Uh, or is no. it a ballad? It's, it's a ballad. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not a ballad, but it's more mid tempo. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, Miranda Castoni is on it. Yes, Castingway. Uh I assume so. I yeah, don't because remember. I think she, she was on quite a few of those yeah. from that album. I don't remember if she was on this one or not. Um, is it funny? No. <laughs> is it, oh, does it have a George Harrison guitar solo? Uh, maybe. Okay, no. It, I haven't listened to it in a while. Okay, so it just it just popped into my head. It's not you. No. Ask me tomorrow. No. No good reason. No. Hero takes the fall. No. Holy cow. Uh, what else is on that? 
collection. Um, Ballad of the Broken Supermodel. Now that's funny. That that's a funny song. Yeah. No. Uh, what else is on there? Burning Daylight? Yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> it's pretty much you've been dancing around it the whole time. <laughs> oh, this one is, I, I like the, um, I like the, 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 I remember when we came up with the title. So do I. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. We were, at, we were at a, um, a dinner. If I'm not mistaken, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a fundraising spaghetti dinner or something like that. No, it was an awards dinner. Was it an awards dinner? Yeah, for ATLC. Okay, for yeah. our Rustic Teen Leadership Camp, which you know, if you have kids going into eighth or ninth grade, is it still seventh, eighth? Well, actually, we're going. Uh, if they're going in, actually, some some we're taking sixth graders now. Really? Yeah. So sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Uh, a program that changed my life, and I know it changed Doug's life as well. Yes. Uh, very positive. Um, um, you should check it out, Aristic Teen Leadership Camp, or ATLC for short. Anyway, so we were at a dinner, an awards dinner for this uh, uh, this organization, and uh, I don't remember the situation, but we were sitting at the same table, and somebody was taking too long to do something. <laughs> and you yelled out, hurry up, we're burning daylight here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I looked at you, and I was like, hey. That's and a- I, 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 I don't know if I'm making this up in my head, but I'm pretty sure you wrote down the title on the on the tablecloth. I'm probably it was, it was a paper tablecloth. You wrote it down and then you ripped it off and you put it in your pocket. He's like, I'll work on this later. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making that up in my head, but I'm pretty sure you did that. I've done it before. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> probably. So I like the idea of this song. I don't like the way. I sang it. I don't like the way we recorded it. I like the. Uh, I do like that it's. It's not two different time signatures, but it's. There's a there's a, a different rhythmic thing. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. So, um, let's just get it over with because. Um, <laughs> Make it sound like a flu shot. <laughs> well, no, no. These, um, I, I, it's it's like I'm so vulnerable in these situations because, you know, I was. I wasn't. I. I didn't. I hadn't just started writing. You know, at this point. I mean, I'd been writing for a little while. Yeah. But I still wasn't very good, and in my opinion, and I know I was. I, I, I'm always critical of my my own voice, and no matter what I do, and so, I. Uh, this 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 segment, this Common Crossing Song of the Day segment, always just kind of is like, <laughs> but I gotta let it go. I gotta let it go because you know you gotta come from somewhere. Yeah, right. You gotta start. And I do I do like this song if it was if it was done the right it's way. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a really good. Yeah, song. if it was done the right way, I, and we, we could still do it the right way. Heck yeah, um, we could. So this is from uh, a collection of I call it a collection of demos. We have several, demo several collections of demos. Uh, from the demo album Burning Daylight this is uh, Burning Daylight the Common Crossing title track song of the week I like it So 
said if you're just gonna blame it on the mind Then I'll be out on the road Burning daylight So here I am today Pushing on The radio's playing Every hard luck song She broke the biggest promise That we made coming up and it just ain't right to be out on the road burning daylight see man yeah no i i i do dig i dig that song i like that song a lot yeah Uh, and and like you said i mean and it was in in the genesis of it it was just a really funny it was just something it was just an off comment you know just you know just try to you know but those are the best ones you know yeah you know and it the the comment itself was funny, but the song is actually kind of serious. Yeah, you know, and I like how you did that. You know, you took it like a funny, you know, that funny thing, and you made it a really like poignant, deep yeah. song. You know, yeah, no, I and it, I I haven't heard that song in a long time either. And as we're as we're, as we're just listening to it, I'm like, this it's actually a pretty decent song. It is. It's kind of I kind of dig it actually. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe we could revisit that and and uh, I think it's another it, one that could be resurrected. Give it new life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, of course, we'll, we should mention again, um, Miranda. I'm, I, I keep saying Castoni because I know someone whose last name is Castoni. It's spelled the same way as Miranda's. Uh, she might be Castingway. I've heard Castangway. I've heard Castingway. I've heard right Castone, and I'm like at the time. She, I think you just get to make it up yeah. as you go. <laughs> If you get that name, you're like, oh, I'm going to see, you know, it's like baloney. <laughs> Blogna. Blogna. <laughs> Where did baloney come from? Colonel. <laughs> In an, you know, like a military colonel. C-O-L. Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> what? 
English language is so messed up. Uh, anyway, at the time, it was Miranda Hafford. Right. Uh, and she, she came down and, and, and sang with us on a, a, several of the songs on that, that demo. Yeah, she did CD. quite a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and, and we love her and we miss her. So yes, we do. listening, Miranda, we miss you. Um, so, yeah. I still, <laughs> that time we went to Bangor, we did those two songs. Oh, yeah. With Miranda. Yes. That was awesome. Wasn't that was it? such a great day. It was. It was a great day. Man. Yeah. She, she was so cute. So just little, she was. She was just yeah. this little, basically a little kid, you know? Yeah. But, and, you know, she was hanging out with us, you know? We're just like this, you know, kind of, at this point, we're still kind of grizzled. Do you, you know, know what the genesis of those, of, of that session was, though? Well, what, those were songs you were going to take to Nashville. And I to did, a yeah. songwriter symposium. Yeah, I was going to a songwriter symposium, and I had written two songs, and they, they were written I, from a female perspective, or at least one of them was a duet. Yes. And then one of them was, uh, I thought, from a fem- female perspective. In retrospect, really anybody could have sang it, but I wanted Miranda to sing it. Yeah. Um, because I wanted, I wanted to do some pretty good demos. I didn't want... Obviously, the crap right. that we were doing. <laughs> so we went to Bangor, and we took Miranda with us, and and uh, she was just this little petite little thing singing in a studio for the first time. You yeah, know? it was just it was awesome, and she did a great job. She did fantastic. We should job. next uh, next time we should come up with one of those songs. All right, we should play I one of those. That. Yeah, I can do it because uh, I'd like to I'd like to get Miranda on the on the podcast. Actually, we should have Miranda on the podcast. Heck yeah, that would be just, fun. Just have her talk about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just, because I remember also that remember that time we went to some fair downstate, and Miranda, you and Miranda were singing, or Mar- just Miranda was. But I remember we went down. You and I went down. Uh huh. Was it the country showdown? No. Did we? We were. Remember there was this band there playing. They were covering "Devil Went Down to Georgia," and they had no fiddle, and the guy was playing the fiddle parts on the guitar. We were all like, "Whoa!" Do you remember that? I vaguely remember that. Yes, I it was almost, in the Bangor area. I almost, I almost think, think it was like Dover Foxcroft, maybe. Yes, but I think it was part. <sighs> I think we entered the, the Colgate Country Showdown. Maybe that was it. I think I Miranda don't... and I sang. I think Miranda and I sang. You guys, you got you guys sang a song, didn't you? I thought so. She's. We're gonna have to have her on the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk because we're it. old and she has a better memory. Yeah, I'm sure. So we'll we'll get her on the podcast. She have to put her teacher memory to work, right? <laughs> Right. Um, so there we go. The uh, Comic Crossing song of the week is Burning Daylight. So we're going to do the Wall of Tunes in just a couple of minutes. So don't move a muscle. I like just saying that over and over. O'Brien and Doug. Well, there's nothing more sophisticated than diddling the maid and then chewing some gum. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Alignments, tires, you name it. Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center will take care of it. They're open 7 to 5 Monday through Friday and 7 to noon on Saturday. Give Glennie a call for all your service needs at Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, locally at 207-764-7300 or toll free at 800-764-4150. All right, and we're back. So uh, I'm happy to be back in the the, the structure of things here in the Wall of Tunes um, because I've missed it. We were only gone for a week, but <laughs> you make it sound like <laughs> on our journey <laughs> to the center of the earth. I like, but I like digging into these yeah. these albums and talking and talking about yeah. it. Yeah, 
Okay, so close your eyes. All right. All right I'm going to take my headphones off. I'm done looking! Let's see. Ooh, my hands smell funny. What does that smell like? It's like... It's like coffee and pumpkin. What the heck, dude? That's weird. Because I haven't had any either. Okay. You are not going to get this. I'm not going to get it? You're not going to well, get it. I'm not it. playing this. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Screw you, old Brian. Um, Take your stupid show. <laughs> Stick it where the sun don't show. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you, you, you'll get the artist, maybe. Okay, maybe. You won't get this album, so I'll, I'll that's in the back of my mind, so I'll have okay. to give that to you probably. All right. Um, yeah, okay, go ahead and- Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. Solo or a band? Solo. Solo. Uh, man or woman? Man. Man, okay. What genre? Country. Con- oh, crap. <laughs> that's why I said you won't get it. Yeah. Going down a bad road already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Country. Uh, does this person play an instrument? Yes. Um, guitar. Guitar. Plays guitar. Okay. Very well. Uh, is he the class of 89? No. No, he's not in the class of 89. Nope. Uh, so what was his uh, height of popularity, would you say? I would say his, well, that's that's a point of contention. Okay. Um, he was based in the 80s. Okay. But he had his biggest hit early to mid 90s but he started in the 80s technically he started in the 70s but oh. most of his other hits came in the 80s okay hmm interesting okay so it's a guy in the country genre plays guitar been around since the 70s technically um I love this because while you're thinking about it, someone is listening to this going, I know who it is. I oh, know yeah. who it is. I've had people message me and go, I know what it is. You just go get it there, stupid. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very smart. Uh, yeah, well, it's a genre that you're not familiar with. Yeah. I, I mean, country. I mean, I know very, well, I don't want to say very little, but I don't yeah. know as much about it as right. like you do. I should call my uncle Larry. He probably know. No, he wouldn't, because it's in the seventies. Well, country started, music started in the fifties for him. <laughs> so he's not wrong, Uncle Larry. <laughs> my dad might know. Mom and dad might know. I, I bet him. your mom knows. Can I have a lifeline? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun, man. <laughs> Do that one time. I dare you to call her. Dare you to call her? No, because I don't know who it is. I mean, well, no, you just give her the same clues I gave you. <laughs> Should really? Yeah, do okay. it. <laughs> this be fun. Oh my gosh! I can't believe we're doing this. This is fun. This is awesome. This is a whole other level to this game. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on speaker too. <laughs> oh, this sounds, sounds awesome. <laughs> Tell her she's being recorded. Okay. Maybe she's not home. Hello? There she is. Hey, Ma. Hi. Hi, Ma. Hi. <laughs> uh, you're being recorded right now, so just, uh, just to put you uh, on notice. Oh, gee, thanks. 
Well, we're playing Wall of Tunes, and it's a country artist who started out in the 70s, but got really popular in, in the, the 80s, 80s, and had his biggest hit in the 90s. And he plays guitar. And he plays guitar. Right. I shouldn't say he was most. He wasn't most popular in the nineties. He had his biggest hit in the nineties. Oh, the biggest hit in the nineties. Uh, George Strait. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. See, I'm stumped too because I plays, don't know. He plays guitar very well. Oh, probably not George Strait. Is, uh, is it Marty Stewart? Nope. No. Okay. Well, he didn't have a big hit in the 90s. Oh, see. I told you mom would know. She knows he's <laughs> He did, though. Uh, <laughs> and several. Let's see. <laughs> uh, play guitar really well. Good skill. Right era, or right, uh, right, uh, right idea. So right it's a idea. Vince Gill type person? Yes. Okay. Um, is it a, it's a male, I'm assuming. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're going to make you a regular part of the show, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you'd like to sponsor the Doug Calls His Mom segment, uh, just reach out to us. <laughs> yes. You're going to kick yourself when I tell you who it is, but... Yeah, I probably will. So he had a lot of hits in the 80s. Um, let me t- let, I'll give you a clue that you may know. He started out as a bass player in Dottie West's band. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, him. Oh, that's helpful. You're right! <laughs> him! <laughs> You got me, dude. I have no idea. So, do you have another clue or um Let's see. It's not Waylon Jennings. Nope. Nope. Um think So you said Vince Gill. Well, actually, I shouldn't give you any more clues because you know who it is, you just can't think of his name, right? Right. Um yeah, but I don't know. Very <laughs> Glenn Campbellish. What? Very Glenn Campbellish. Um, oh, oh, here we go. I got, I got it. Doug, I don't know if you'll know this or not. Okay. He sang the theme song for the Tony Danza sitcom "Who's the Boss." Well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> that doesn't help me either. I'm with you, Matt. <laughs> oh uh, what if I name some of his songs? It wasn't Rodney Crowell. No. I'll name some of his songs from the '80s. Okay. Um. Lonely women make good lovers. Oh, yeah. Um, Linda. Conway Twitty. No. No, 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 no. Ronnie, Ronnie McDowell. No. You already said that. The The Weeknd. Okay, I'll, I'll name you his biggest hit from the 90s. Okay. Holes in the Floor of Heaven. Oh, yes. 
Steve Warner. Steve Warner. Oh, good job, huh? <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> See, I never would have got that. And he really is a great guitarist. Yes, he is. Yep. Uh, but I, I would tell you the, the name of the album that I chose, but you probably have never heard of it. So, But good job. Uh, good job, Ma. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ma. We got we got to go uh, back to the podcast now. All right. Bye, Mom. Guys. Bye, Mom. Bye. <laughs> yes, honestly, <laughs> if you would like to sponsor that segment, we'll, calls we'll, we'll make that a regular part of the show. <laughs> Doug calls it. Actually, no. Not, no. Doug, not Doug calls his mom because I have to have your dad on oh, here. Dad, dad would be so on it'd be like, Doug calls the family. <laughs> or, or just Doug, Doug's folks. Oh, my gosh. That would be hysterical. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. So, oh, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> Holy crap. So, so Steve Warner. So this album is called. Yeah, I I never would have got that. I know. I, I never would. Well, got I thought you might have gotten Steve Warner, no. the artist. Um, the album that uh, that I chose is called Two Teardrops. And um, so Steve Warner's career took a, 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 an interesting turn. There, he was. Like like I said, he started out in Donnie West Band in the seventies and had a I think his first hit or two in in the late seventies, but then he had all the slew of hits in the eighties: Small Town Girl, Domino Theory of Love, um, I Got Dreams, uh, Linda. I mean, the list goes on. He had a lot of hits. I don't know how many of them were number one, not many, but they were top ten, top twenty hits anyway. Yeah, and then he kind of went away for a little while. Uh, and I don't know on purpose or not. I think he just kind of, it was quiet in his career. And then, uh, he put out this album that had this song that touched everyone, Holes in the Floor of Heaven. Um, See, I think I know the song. Yeah. Yeah. About, about, uh, I mean, uh, he's like walking his daughter down the aisle and talking about how the, the mother died. Yeah. And so she's watching from heaven. There's holes in the floor. He explains it to his little girl that there's holes in the floor of heaven. She can see everything. Right. You know, so she's always going to be a part of your life. It was really, really moving. Actually, I think there was a book made out of it. It was. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty great. So, so that album, uh, and he had a few hits off that album as well. It was almost like a, um, not a comeback, but just kind of rejuvenation, you know, with uh, him on the radio. And so this album was after that album. Uh, it was like 1998, 99, something like that. He had a song on here called Two Teardrops, which is the title track, which he wrote with uh, Whispering Bill Anderson. I don't know if you oh, know. Bill, I know Bill yeah. Anderson, yeah. So Whispering Bill Anderson, we could go on a whole podcast oh, about that guy, yeah. Whispering Bill because his whole thing about songwriting is you got to make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? there, was a, there was a great song. Uh, and you'll know a, a Bill Anderson song, a modern Bill Anderson song when you hear it, because it's got that turnaround 
somebody dies or something and then there's like a there's a twist and like two teardrops was uh, two teardrops were floating down the river w- one uh hold on a second i mean it was just an interesting uh, interesting song two teardrops oh, i'm gonna feel old now we're floating down the river one teardrop said to the other i'm from the soft blue eyes of a woman in love I'm a tear of joy she couldn't carry. She was so happy she just got married. I was on her cheek when she wiped me away from her glove, with her glove. I could tell from the look on her face she didn't need me, so I drifted on down and caught me a ride to the sea. The other tear said, we've got a connection. I'm a tear of sorrow born of rejection. I'm from the sad brown eyes of her old flame. I mean, it's oh, just, wow. right? Yeah. I mean, it's pure poetry and just kind of a neat, and that's Bill Anderson. Um, Brad Paisley's song. Uh, with Alison Krauss. Oh, uh, uh, Whiskey Lullaby. Whiskey Lullaby. Yeah. Bill Anderson. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Bill Anderson and, and um, <clears throat> John Randall. Okay. Bill Anderson and John Randall. Um, and there was a song by uh, an artist named Mark Wills. Uh, it's called Wish You Were Here. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. I think I have. So, guy's leaving. Uh, he's taken off uh, on a business trip. And he kisses his wife goodbye and leaves and goes to the airport, blah, blah, blah. While he's at the airport, he sees this postcard. And it says, wish you were here. Uh, uh, wish you could see this place. It's like oh, par- yeah, it's yeah. like paradise, right? Yeah. And so he writes her this thing and he sends her the postcard. Yeah, and then the plane crashes. And then the plane crashes. Yes. And, and like days later, maybe even weeks later, she gets the postcard. Right. And it says, wish you were here. Wish you could see this place basically heaven yeah. right yeah i mean it was like oh to heartstrings right yeah bill anderson wow I didn't know that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's bill, awesome i know and that's it, that's a lost art in it, country music it really is, is is that story song that and really s- just kind of like right sh- right you know, hooks you in man and steve warner writes a lot with bill anderson um and i was gonna say so so that song two teardrops i don't even know if there was another uh um, I don't think there was another. Oh yeah, the song called "I'm Already Taken," which was uh, an old Steve Warner song that he redid for this. Oh, cool. But um, I love Steve Warner. He does this thing now since since COVID nineteen started uh, that I've been watching religiously um, on Facebook. He does the thing called Warner Wednesday, and it's basically a Facebook Live. So he goes on with his guitar and takes requests and 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 um, plays hit songs, plays songs he's working on and stuff like that. And it's like for an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Wow. And uh, that's how he's been getting by because, you know, he's, he's like everybody else who misses playing for an audience. Right. And uh, I, I can't say enough about him. I, I love the way he plays guitar. Man, can he play guitar? He's in the same league as, as Vince Gill. Yeah. Um, big Chet Atkins guy. He was one of the first, one of the first and one of the only um, players that Chet Atkins dubbed a CGP certified guitar player really yeah so it's steve warner i think um tommy emmanuel is is cgp mm-hmm. it was like a, just kind of a distinction that Ch- chet atkins gave to people and and, and well chet atkins is in the place where he could do something exactly like you know what I'm yeah saying? exactly <clears throat> so yeah I that's got, quite an honor um i would say uh geez if you're going to get into steve warner i would say you know any greatest hits album that uh and he's been putting out albums he's got his own studio in his house he's been putting out albums he's also a very very good artist he does like watercolor paints and it's really really cool stuff um so check it out that one is called two teardrops i wish we could play it this is a podcast that uh, we haven't figured that out yet we suck yeah, we're still working Sorry. on it yeah so 
there you go. That uh, That's your Wall of Tunes song of the day. Before that, we did the Common Crossing song of the week. Yes. Which was Burning Daylight. Burning Daylight. And we talked about bands and artists that we'd like to see before they aren't able to perform anymore. And the current state of music. And the current state of music. That's right. <clears throat> I think that's a podcast. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a humdinger. Yes. Uh, make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Don't forget to tell us everything we're doing wrong by dropping us an email at O'BrienAndDoug at gmail.com. And I'm not kidding. If you want to sponsor any part of the show, <laughs> including <laughs> Doug Calls the Family, send us, send us an email or drop us a line on Facebook. And uh, we will. If somebody hook- actually does, that's got to be amazing. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Glenny at Whitehead's going to do that. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. I'm telling you, man. That would be so funny. Actually, we should we should make calling Glenny a weekly thing or a, a bi-weekly thing. Maybe call him every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, well, about to say we. I mean, we, he's we, been sponsoring us, and we haven't had him on. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta reach we out. Gotta, to we him. gotta talk yeah. to Glenny, man. Because Glenny's awesome. Maybe maybe he'll be our next uh, guest on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can get that hooked up. He's a he's he's a music guy. He is a music guy. So. Yeah, he does his own little performances on Facebook. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, uh, all right, that's it. Uh, until uh, next week. Uh, we didn't even have a chance to talk about NFL fantasy, which is okay because we've been talking for about an hour. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, so until next week, I'm O'Brien. I am still Doug. Bye, everyone. Bye, 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 bye. You could call your mom back and have her say goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> hey, mom, can you just say goodbye? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Brian and Doug. All right, that's it for me. You've been great. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light duty cars, alignments, tires, you name it. Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center will take care of it. They're open 7 to 5 Monday through Friday and 7 to noon on Saturday. Give Glenny a call for all your service needs at Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, locally at 207-764-7300 or toll free at 800-764-4150. Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can drop them an email anytime at O'Brien and Doug at gmail.com. <laughs>